This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Jason Mock, President and CEO of the San Marcos Area Chamber to learn how the Holman Brothers have provided value for his chamber. Two years ago, we brought in Holman Brothers to help our organization go to that next level. And in those two years, our team has transformed the way that we think about sponsorships and non-dues revenue. And I would really encourage you, if you're looking to take your chamber to the next level, to bring on the Holman Brothers. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Chris Adams. Chris is the is with the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce as the Director of Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit. Chris comes to the Chamber from a career of service with nonprofit organizations. Prior to joining the Chamber team, he served as the Director of Development for Restoration Village, a local women and children's shelter. He holds a master's degree in strategic communication from Arkansas State University, a master's of divinity degree from Union Presbyterian Seminary, and an undergraduate degree in religion from Liberty University. Chris believes that technology can be a force for good to improve the lives of everyone. Chris, I'm excited to have you with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to Take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little better. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be part of the podcast. And, uh, you know, the the interesting thing about me that was alluded to in my introduction is I know that a lot of us come to Chamber Life from, from different backgrounds. And uh, mine uh, took a really interesting route through uh, uh, really starting off with... Uh, schooling and training in religious studies and theological studies, uh, which I know sounds like an odd mix to jump into technology and chamber work, but uh, really it's all about community building, uh, about finding ways to to engage with people, uh, break down barriers and get people to collaborate together. And so it was a really good uh, sort of start and setup to get me uh, ready for the work that I'm doing today here in Bentonville. Right. No, I, there's a lot of similarities, I believe, with you know religion and churches and the structure of community is and crosses over into chamber work too, with building absolutely. communities and strengthening each other. So, absolutely, I see the parallels there. Um, <laughs> so, why don't you take a moment to share us with us a little bit about the Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce for those who've been listening to the podcast for a while may remember. We had Graham Cobb, who was a former president and CEO of the Bentonville Chamber, on in episode 114, where he talked about the value of placemaking in your community. But um, Chris, tell us kind of the, the scope of work of the Bentonville Chamber, size, budget, staff, that sort of thing, just to give us some perspective. Yeah. Uh, the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce is situated in the northwest corner of Arkansas. Uh, Our claim to fame is that we are uh, the home of uh, Walmart, uh, Tyson Foods, and J.B. Hunt. Uh, It's a a wonderful community that uh, really most people don't even realize exists until they come out and visit and uh, 
see really what we're known for but beyond those um big local players uh one of the the big draws to northwest arkansas is of course the university that is in fayetteville and we're getting to be known as the uh, mountain biking capital of the world so it's a really picturesque uh, part of the natural state if you've never heard of it before. Uh, our chamber has about 1,100 members uh, with a retention rate of about 88%. Uh, we have a budget of about 1.8 million and a seven-person team um, guiding the ship and moving things forward here in the greater Bentonville area. And I can attest to it. I've been to Bentonville several times and it is a beautiful place and uh, really, you guys have a, a great corner there in Northwest Arkansas. Um, so we had a kind of a roundabout way how we got to having Chris on the podcast. So I'll, I'll give just a little bit of background. Uh, last year at the Mako Conference, uh, one of his colleagues, former colleagues, Andre, I had uh, was part of one of his uh, breakout sessions, and he spoke a lot about technology and how their chambers implementing a lot of these systems and whatnot into their their office into their their ecosystem there and i had reached out to andre and found out that he was no longer at the chamber and as we got talking he's like you really need to talk to chris like chris is you know working with the uh with the northwest arkansas technology summit and he's really you know a big driver for a lot of these things that we're doing and that we're involved with so Chris is here with us today. We're going to focus our, our conversation around technology, around um, you know some of these things that can be implemented at your chamber, but also, and probably more, more of a focus around uh, partnerships that you can make with those in your region, in your city, in your community around innovation. So we will dive in deeper on this topic as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. We all know there are three words in Chamber of Commerce, so we suggest that you manage the Chamber and we'll manage the Commerce. Between both teams, we'll deliver a lot more value back to members. We invite you to take a look at our Let's Do Commerce program by visiting www.letsdocommerce.com. You'll be able to engage and promote membership like never before. And with our integrated chamber kiosk and community clicker program, the potential is enormous. To schedule a visit with me that works best for you, please visit Richards, with an S, richardscalendar.com. As we like to say here at Chamber Nation, join a chamber and get results. 
Hey there, Donna Nowitzki, CEO of Yifty here, and we are all about the Shop Local movement. We're working with more than 500 communities like yours and 15,000 small businesses like your members. We're big fans of Brandon and his Chamber Chat podcast, so we're helping to sponsor his show. But while I've got you here, what's a Yifty, you ask? It's a digital gift card branded for your chamber that people spend only at the local shops that you authorize. In 2022, we drove tens of millions of dollars to small businesses in the U.S. The program is free for chambers and free for your local shops. You can sign up for a live Zoom demo with me or one of my teammates at yifty.com demo or email sales at yifty.com. That's Y-I-F-T-E-E dot com. That's it for now. Back to the show. All right, Chris, we are back. Um, as I mentioned before the break, we will be talking about innovative partnerships. So I'd like to learn more and maybe have you, you know, tell the audience what the Northwest Arkansas Technology Summit is to kind of give us an idea of, of what that's all about. And maybe that will kind of guide us in the direction as to developing those partnerships. Absolutely. Uh, the NWA Tech Summit, as we call it for short, uh, started uh, 10 years ago. This will be our 10th year going in, and it serves as the premier technology conference in the Heartlands. And it originally began as a collaborative work of small business owners and leaders in the local community who wanted to get together to talk technology and really discuss how they could stay ahead of the curve with all the different things, <clears throat> excuse me, all the different things that were happening in uh, the tech world that was impacting their businesses. And over the years, it's grown uh, exponentially from this grassroots level work uh, to include uh, all of our larger local corporations, Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, the University of Arkansas, uh, to include a lot of the tech players who um, have hubs and offices in this area and do business with those groups, uh, everyone from Google to Intel and IBM, Red Hat and Microsoft. And what's really a joy is to see how all of these different uh, tech companies collaborate and work together uh, through our committee, through our planning uh, and in the conference itself to put together just some stellar content that is applicable for everyone from high school students that attend all the way up through CEOs uh, of these organizations that join us at the event. Uh, the event itself is, is multi-day and runs about, uh, we had over 1,700 total registered attendees last year, uh, about 137 presenters, and 27 states beyond Arkansas were represented in our attendance. Wow. So that's, that's the event in a nutshell. Yeah, that's quite the scope. So the origins for it, what... What was the kickoff to, to say we need to formalize a summit around technology here in Northwest Arkansas? Well, 10 years ago, uh, we would have been coming on the, the back end of things like the, the dot-com boom and uh, of the 90s and watching uh, social media sort of just in its heyday. And I know a lot of organizations were trying to figure out, um, you know, beyond those things, what was what was coming down the pike? Uh, I think one of the early slogans uh, of the Tech Summit was this tagline of what's next after next. Uh, not just this idea of being prepared for the future, but being prepared for what's what's after the immediate future uh, coming in the next three to five to seven years. 
And uh, in our area, uh, with the organizations and companies involved, supply chain has always been a uh, tremendous issue. And uh, really, uh, COVID helped uh, bring that again to the forefront of a lot of discussions. And so a lot of our technology um, discussions revolve around uh, ideas of supply chain, mobility, um, how to how to stay relevant in those areas where we're just seeing massive changes and shifts in technology impacting um, companies, both large and small in our area and beyond. Uh, so as you as you guys have developed this tech summit and and developed some of these partnerships and are you needing to reach out to some of these businesses to be involved? Or I imagine you've got several of them kind of knocking on your door at this point saying, we want to be involved. How has that developed? Well, you know, it's really interesting how some of these relationships develop organically. One of the, the interesting bits of news that happened this last year was about some of the partnerships being developed between the state of Arkansas and Oklahoma, specifically in the area of um new mobility and future mobility. So things like autonomous drones, drone delivery, um, there, there's a good working relationship happening between the two states as um, you know, we're really trying to, to be a part of that push into what's coming next for delivering goods, transforming the way we, we think about um, how you get places and move things. And um, you know, we have good friends uh, connected to the, to the summit over in Tulsa through uh, Tulsa Innovation Labs and um, uh, some of those partnerships that and the things that they're working on over there, uh, they just lend themselves to really great organic uh, connections where we're doing a lot of the same work less than two hours away. And um, we see it as a really an opportunity to be collaborative partners and help further this conversation that can better benefit both of our areas, uh, really the region as a whole, uh, this northwest corner of Arkansas, and uh, the corner of Oklahoma that includes Tulsa and then up into Missouri as well. And uh, we even see some uh, attend from uh, Kansas City. So there's this really unique desire to see this little corner of the world that we're in, this region here in the heartlands, develop and um, become a thought leader. Um, some have already started saying that they want to see this area become the Silicon Valley of mobility, specifically that that's a goal for Arkansas. And I think that's a wonderfully ambitious goal. Uh, and so as we're all trying to chase some of these shared dreams and visions for what technology can do for our local areas, it just makes so much more sense to collaborate together, to um, share our thought leaders and our innovative approaches so that uh, we can all learn from each other and, and benefit from the, the insights that each of us are gaining. Right. So you've mentioned about the like the Tulsa Innovation Labs. So that being a partnership and collaborative partnership. How is that? Is it a formal partnership structure? How is how are these relationships built and developed? Yeah, a lot of these uh, organizations come on to our event as uh, sponsors or providers of content. Uh, they help us put together uh, dynamic presentations that really speak into um, you know what they're organizations are um, experts in. Uh, Tulsa Innovation Labs spoke both on um, uh, these automated um, delivery systems like drones, but they're also well known for cybersecurity and the work that they do 
um, trying to, to research how to keep platforms secure. And so their unique spin on content for us was how to secure those autonomous drones and what that looks like in the future. And so um, really it's, it's this unique play of us figuring out who's the experts in which area and getting them to be able to share to a crowd of individuals who probably have some really interesting um, perspectives on how they might be able to roll out things like this for their organization and get them to share their insight and their wealth of knowledge uh, so that we can all kind of learn together um, from the best of the best that are already doing the work. Uh, so they they provide a really unique and interesting viewpoint uh, when they come to speak. Uh, we have uh, another good working relationship with a lot of our uh, public school systems. Uh, in Bentonville, there is a program for juniors and seniors called Ignite, where it is um, uh, technical training, uh, everything from uh, kids who are juniors and seniors getting their um uh, licensure and certifications to be able to work in the hospitals to getting their FAA certifications that they can get at 16 to fly drones to all sorts of other business marketing type um, innovations. And we actually had students from that group come and present at the tech summit to speak about the innovation that they're learning about. And we had some of our partnering companies then present to this same group of students, um, how they could move up throughout their careers in the area uh, through getting internships, uh, finding ways to get into um, their company post-college, and then the careers that they could eventually have and stay and live and work in this area uh, for some of these larger organizations that call the Greater Bentonville Area home. Uh, so there are some really unique uh, partnerships that we develop that we highlight at the Tech Summit where everyone shares their expertise, uh, and kind of their niche for uh, what they do in tech and how it benefits the community. Right. So as you're talking, I'm thinking not necessarily every chamber needs or can even justify doing a tech summit, right? Um, every chamber is different. You've seen one chamber, you've seen one chamber, right? Um, but as you look at your community, what is that thing that you can get behind? What is that thing that is unique to your region, to your community that you can maybe build some sort of a summit like this where you can develop those partnerships because really what it comes down to is, as Chris is just talking about, these things at partnering with the school district. You're, you're working on economic development, you're working on workforce and talent attraction and, and recruitment and really just continuing to build your region and, and attracting people to it. Um, there in Bentonville just happens to be around technology but it, it's exciting. Everybody likes to, to learn what the, the latest and greatest, what the next next is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's not that the goal is to, to replicate a tech summit at every chamber. Uh, I think the goal is to really listen to your, to your chamber members and your constituency to find out more about them, about what they do and um, what their, what their commonalities are, what binds them together and where are those shared threads of interest and um, expertise, because that's really how the Tech Summit developed was it, it was a natural fit for the organizations and members in our area. And so um, I think that the chambers do well to really listen to, to their members, to get to know them, 
to find out what their passions and their interests are, what what are they working on that, that gets them excited and gets them up in the morning, and then trying to see where that connects with um, all those organizations that are are part of your membership, that you know maybe your your top ten percent of engaged members, you know, what is it that that is the commonality between all of them? And then trying to build something big and unique based on that, because where there's a shared love and a shared passion and a shared interest, uh, that's when it's going to be most natural and people will get behind it so much quicker. Right. So I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Well, and maybe continuing on this thread, um, there in Bentonville, you mentioned, you got Walmart, JB Hunt, you know, so you got some big companies that logistics and you know transportation they're they're big issues and ways that need to be you know innovative going forward so for the listeners if you look in your community think of who are your major employers who are those big manufacturing you know firms in your area what other businesses support those other big manufacturers or or big employers and how can we align some of these resources to be able to help support them, help support the community in general? Because I see that's kind of a model that you guys have taken here of saying, here's the big industry in Bentonville. There's a lot of other industries that support that. Now let's build something that can support all of them to further develop and, and create a stronger community. So it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds like the, uh, the kind of a template that you guys followed. Oh, that's that's absolutely it. And uh, the beauty of it is, too, that uh, there are just so many issues that that revolve not just around around tech, but just workforce in general. Um, it's always about talent attraction, uh, retention, um, how to benefit not just the, the larger organizations, but the small to mid-sized uh, that are participating in the community as well. And then um, really assisting those uh, who need uh, help getting access to, to be part of this uh, community group. You know, we provide through the Tech Summit complimentary access to students, educators, entrepreneurs, uh, military and veterans, uh, really just trying to be able to bring the community together around the things that unite us, even those who may not necessarily um, have thought they could have access to something at this level and making sure that they feel included and that they can be part of the conversation as well. Yeah. And I think where you guys have really, you know, struck gold, we'll say, or struck oil, <laughs> struck gold, <laughs> where you guys have struck oil is where, uh, you know, you, you found that niche for those, those companies in your region, but you, you found that common ground that people can get excited about, you know, people want to sponsor the event, people want to show up, they want to learn, they want to know what's going on. So again, for those listening, what can you build excitement for? But maybe let's let's talk more about the Tech Summit itself. So you had mentioned it being the, the largest event of the year for you guys, 10 years into it. Uh, you obviously have sponsors for it. You had mentioned how many people registered and attend and speakers. Um, as far as putting on that event, so it's multi-day. Are you renting out facilities? Are you selling tickets to different events within it? Are you... Just tell us more of the structure of the event itself. Yeah, so the event uh, really revolves around uh, a simple structure for programming. You know, when we do uh, plenary sessions, it's it's everybody either all in one room or all watching um, one group of people and then a uh, live stream of that to all our other sites. Uh, that's the way we did it multi-site last year. 
um, and focusing just on one thing, one program happening at, at that moment. And then we do that for a couple sessions and then move into our breakout sessions where we have multiple tracks going on at the same time. Uh, and those tracks then uh, sort of revolve around uh, whatever's current and trending in tech. Uh, this year, we're looking at some new tracks uh, that we're going to be bringing out to address sort of the innovation that's happening now and that's um, in the news every day. Uh, we're focusing on automation and AI, security and privacy, retail innovation, which is the perfect fit, uh, knowing sort of our, our local community and makeup. Right. A track on starting up and scaling up for our entrepreneurs in the area, and then a track on uh, data science and analytics is really what we hope to put together. Uh, so the event revolves around those those big large group sessions, uh, smaller breakout sessions where you can dig in a little deeper on a specific topic. And then uh, one of the things that we know all of our participating organizations love are demo booths, getting to showcase their products, their um, their toys, the, the cool things that they're doing in tech. And so this year we're running with the theme of uh, the year of the machines because we want to see everybody bring all their cool tech out. Uh, last year, uh, we had drone up bring one of their their drones to show off, which um, they're they're a lot bigger than people imagine. Uh, they're they're pretty hefty uh, for for flying around. It's not the toy drones that, that right. you can buy, buy off Amazon by by any means. Uh, we had uh, Tyson Foods bring out one of their robots that actually is automated and moves some of their chicken pieces. Um, and uh, they they demoed that and showed that off. Uh, we had a robotic dog. Uh, that came out last year um, from our friends up uh, near Joplin in Missouri. Uh, they came down with some of that really cool tech. Uh, people who were really concerned as to what was going on as we had two or three robotic dogs running around the square in downtown Bentonville a couple of days before <laughs> remote the tech summit. People just hadn't seen that. Um, and so it was, it was fascinating to see. And then, um, yeah, just lots of Lots of cool things like that. Gaddick, uh, which if you don't know of them, they they do autonomous vehicles uh, and delivery for Walmart. Um, they've had one of their autonomous trucks that drives itself uh, parked outside part of the tech summit so that people could take a look at it and uh, see all the, the cool little bells and whistles with that uh, just fascinating piece of machinery and just like that's I'm a tech fan. Uh, I look at something like that and it scares the living daylights out of me because I don't I don't understand how we even begin to piece something that complex together because uh, it all relies even on the smallest of parts uh, comes down to the cameras that read and interpret the road and then yeah. all the sensors. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's so it's so much more interesting now that we're post covid. We're back fully in person. It's it's tech that you can touch, see and feel uh and uh that's really cutting edge and really just fascinating to 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 see and and hear people share their expertise about you know how it works what it does and why it's so vital for what's coming in the future yeah yeah hearing about the 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 see touch and feel the technology i can't help but think of you know what used to be the world's fairs you know people would come out to see the you know the first ferris wheel or the the light bulb or the washing machine you know these these things that just blew your mind at the time. And now there's, you know, technology, it, it seemed to kind of level out there for a while. And now we're having more leaps and bounds in technology and people are excited to see what the future holds. So I'm curious, how do you guys go about advertising 
the the summit. How far reaching do you uh, try to attract people and vendors and sponsors and so forth? You know, it's it's really interesting. Part of it is that uh, we see a lot of natural growth that happens just as word spreads of, uh, you know, who's coming on and uh, who's talking at the event. Uh, we were blessed this year to have some really high level presenters from um, uh, Walmart and Tyson and Red Hat that, that had some great social followings that were kind enough, you know, to help share the event, promote it. Uh, we do a lot to promote it within the um, within the chamber itself to share it among our members. And then we um, we did some targeted uh, email marketing, uh, television spots, uh, some partnerships with local uh, other organizations. Our chamber does not include our um, sort of tourism department, visit Bentonville or our downtown area, which is downtown Bentonville Inc. But we work collaboratively with them to help get the word out about the event and promote it. Um, you know, to people who may be in the area, to to those who who live and work in Bentonville, and make sure that it was on their radar. And so it was really a, a multi pronged approach as we try to get the word out and make sure that people knew uh, that the tech summit was happening. Uh, this year, we're going to be doing a lot of the same, and we really hope to capitalize on some of those uh, people that have brand new tech looking to show it off. Uh, we'll be reaching out to. To new companies that that have that shiny new uh, amazing toy that we really want to show off and we hope that if there's anybody listening who's got something like that that maybe isn't on our radar that they'd reach out as well uh get in touch with us and let us know uh what cool tech they're playing around with that that would be a good fit to to show off and demo and talk about at the tech summit i was waiting for you to come around to that you're going on these podcasts and promoting it and advertising it right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, now, as as we start wrapping up here, Chris, I, I like asking everybody that I have on the show if, um, you know, from the things that you've experienced and learned in your time with the chamber, what might be a tip or an action item that you could share with listeners who are interested in taking their chamber up to the next level? You know, I am, I'm a fan of, of always being willing to take other people's opinions and insights and perspectives into uh, putting together an event like this. I think that, um, you know, when we silo uh, ourselves to a couple people, uh, to a couple voices, um, we can end up with, with events that are good, but really don't reflect um, the broader creativity that exists when we engage in dialogue with others. And so whether it's, uh, me being uh, the crazy one around the office, shouting ideas uh, into the sounding board and trying to get feedback from my wonderful team that uh, seriously has no end to to great insights that they've spoken into this event to our committee, our chairs, um, some of the local players, you know, in specific tech areas, you know, just asking them, you know, hey, what do you think about this track? How can we make it better? What could we do to get um, really on point with our pro? excuse me, our programming, um, because that's not my area of expertise. Uh, I think dialogue like that is crucial because that dialogue just makes everything so much more robust and stellar as we get different opinions, different insights, different voices um, at the conversation table to 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 make things more diverse, uh, more interesting, and uh, really make it more collaborative. People, people want to come to something that they've had a part in building. 
And um, so that's that would be my challenge and tip is to engage as many as you can, bring as many seats and voices to the table as possible, because um, you'll be surprised at how um, how creative and wonderful people are in contributing to an event uh, like this, if just given the opportunity to. Yeah. Yeah. Embrace that, uh, you know, the ability to be a convener, I would say, yeah. and, and to be able to lean on the counsel of others to be able to develop something great. Um, so the other question I like asking, and I'm curious to hear what your response would be, being that you're uh, you're tied in so much with the technology space, but as we look to the future, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? You know, I think the future of Chambers is, it really, it's going to parallel a lot of what we see in technology. Uh, chambers are going to need to find ways to position themselves as, as useful and as current with what's happening in the world around them. Um, you know, we've, we've seen technology come and go um, so much quicker than, than we ever have before. Uh, we were joking around when we were talking about the tech summit about how fun would it be? We, we do giveaways of like tech prizes, you know, like VR headsets <laughs> and things like that. We said, how funny would it be if we gave away as gag gifts, like some of the old outdated tech that either never took off or that only those of us of like a certain age would remember, like it would be great to give out a Walkman uh, because yeah. it's so dated now. Um, and I think that that that's like the prime example of, um, you know, what, what chambers have to do. They have to find ways to stay current, to stay moving forward uh, and really to think bold and, and, you know, dare to dream some of these really uh, high and lofty dreams for how they can continue to best serve their members in, in ways that maybe they hadn't before. Um, I think that's going to be the continued uh, push for not just chambers, but for all organizations is how do we stay relevant and move forward with the times uh, while maintaining our identity. And uh, for chambers, our identity is in our is not just in our chamber, but it's in our members, in our local communities. And I think that's that's the tension that we've got. For sure. Yeah, the, the old piece of tech that came to my mind was, remember the old Sony memory sticks? Like not a card, but the memory stick that Sony had. But I think you guys should do that. You should start collecting the Walkmans and Discmans and the, the beepers, mini, all kinds of good stuff. Beepers, the mini disc players, laser disc players. You know, just you guys could have a great pool of prizes. So, yeah, <laughs> they might be valuable at this point too. I don't know. It could be collectors' items. You never know. That's right. Well, Chris, if uh, anyone listening wanted to reach out and connect with you, learn more about the Tech Summit or anything you guys have going on there in Bentonville, what would be the best way for them to reach out and connect? Yeah, if you want to learn more about the event, you can visit uh, nwatechsummit.com. Uh, to learn more about our chamber, you can visit greaterbentonville.com. Uh, to connect with me directly, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn or you can shoot me an email at kadams at greaterbentonville.com. I'd love to talk tech with you uh, about chamber things in general and um, really just get connected. Always, like I mentioned, I always want to hear another great voice and opinion to chime into the conversation. Who knows what, what great idea you might have to share. I'd love to hear it. Awesome. Well, we will get all of your contact info in our show notes for this episode so people can look it up and reach out and connect with you. But Chris, I really appreciate you setting aside some time and joining us today on Chamber Chat Podcast and sharing about the exciting things going on with the NWA Tech Summit and, uh, and things you guys have going on there in the Bentonville Chamber. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. 
If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Successful membership salespeople are problem solvers. They ask better questions, uncover more problems, and pinpoint how their chamber can help. It's how they consistently drive better membership sales outcomes. Here's the hurdle. Most membership salespeople don't get enough coaching to recruit like this. Holman Brothers Next Level Coaching supplies the year-round guidance that your membership rep needs to drive growth for your chamber. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching.